Here we go, Mike. Check one, two. We are we are in business. We are in business. We are in business. All right. What is up, family? God bless you. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Know His Heart Podcast with your host, Nate Ogutu. It has been a while. It has been a while, as we always say. But we are so glad to be back in the temporary new space. Okay, um, as you guys know, I moved uh, back to North Carolina, so I was trying to figure out how I was going to do my studio setup for quite a while, but we are indoors, I am at home, and this is just the interim, the temporary setup for right now, this is where we're going to be. Um, let me fix my, my chair, because, ooh, there we go. So, <clears throat> man, what a pleasure it is to be back, what a pleasure it is to be back um if you uh uh if you if you if you uh what is the word i'm looking for uh, if you haven't subscribed hit the subscribe button if you haven't uh, uh liked the video already hit a like hit a comment you help us you know grow when you when you do those things when you hit that like button it shows it to more people and i challenge you to please share this with someone else okay like i told you before we want to get to a thousand subscribers we're really trying to do that so if you could um hit that subscribe. The reason why I'm saying this stuff now, right, is because not everybody makes it to the end. So I would rather have these church announcements at the beginning than at the end. So if you could do that, that would greatly help us. Also, before I get started, June 22nd, we're having a We Outside community event. It's called We Outside. Um, maybe a little outdated by the phrase by a couple of years, but it's okay. Um, it's called We Outside. We're going to be hitting the streets of Park Street on June 22nd. And we're going to be giving out food, uh, underwear, socks, and tents, as many as we can get, right, uh, for the people in need. Excuse me. Sorry. Wow. Just started already burping uh, for the people that are in need, for the homeless out there. We're really trying to uh, reach these people for Christ, those that are forgotten. So I highly encourage you to hit the link in the description where you can register for that event. Um, also, where you can donate because we can't do this without your donations. All right. You know, we got to band together um, so that we can be able to afford these things that we want to give to the community. That's what your donations are for. We're going to be buying bread, ham, cheese, water, snacks underwear socks all of these things that we would love to be able to contribute and so if you can be a part of that i hope i'm not i know i didn't come out here ashy oh my god black people problems especially in the winter um but it would be a blessing if you could be a part of that with us we would greatly appreciate it man but anyways how is my family i haven't seen my family in a long time i haven't seen you guys on here those of you that are on youtube those of you that are on spotify apple podcasts man i hope that i, I want to give you guys content that actually means something to me okay i want to give you guys content that that i actually care about i don't want to shovel out content just because and um I don't like to come on here when I don't have anything to talk about, right? I don't like to come on and just give you whatever. Um, but I can guarantee you and I give you my word that I'm going to be recording more episodes as I've already uh, did started out the plan for the new year ministry-wise. Uh, the plan is six episodes over the next, from here to March, six episodes. No, uh, was it April? From here, fe from February to the end of March, six episodes, if my mind is not to see me, but whatever, over the next six weeks, okay? So just to give you guys some content, be really consistent in banging that out. Um, hold on just a second, my friends.
All right, I'm back. We had some tef- whoa, can't even speak. We had some technical difficulties with the audio, and by technical difficulties, I mean me. I was the technical difficulty. Okay, I accidentally um, had something plugged in that turns out it didn't matter that it was plugged in, but my brain was like, "Oh man, this is gonna mess up the audio." And then I accidentally kicked the 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 cord out, like I unplugged my mic, so I had to reset everything. Thankfully, I did not lose my audio that I that I that I already had, which is a great thing. So um, here we are. Um, did I hit record? Did I hit record in the camera? Now I'm going to check. We're just going to skip forward. <laughs> I sure did hit record. Um, I definitely lost my train of thought uh, before this this problem. But yes, we just ask that you guys, you know, be a part of what the Lord is doing here at Noise Art Ministries. I know I look crazy, okay? I don't have a haircut yet. I haven't gotten one yet. My next event isn't until a little bit, so I'm waiting, okay? I'm waiting before I get that haircut, before I waste another $50, because that's what haircuts cost now. So uh, I cleaned it up a little bit just for the episode. So let's get right into it, man. Um, I did a poll on my Instagram. I did a poll on my Instagram because, um, you know, and 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 may the Lord be with those that were affected by the um, the uh, uh, um, Lakeland. I think it's called is Joel Olstein's church. The shooting that happened there the other day, uh, and it's it's been a little bit since we had a church shooting. If my mind does not deceive me, but it's 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 pretty sad. I think by the reports, don't quote me on this, but I believe it was a child that was caught in the crossfire. Um, as well. And so I did a poll on Instagram where we just kind of talked about, do we think that churches should have, um, do we think that churches should have, uh, uh, firearms or, or, or what is it called? Um, hired security trained professionals, right? Armed security or hire police. Do we think that churches should have that? Um, and we did a poll on Instagram and the results came back in, right? I think it was like 70 something percent voted in favor of churches having it if they could afford it. About 8% said absolutely not, no guns in church. And the rest were people who were saying, uh, I don't know where I stand on this, uh, do a podcast about it because they want to kind of figure out uh, where they stand on this topic, which is amazing, which is great, right? Which is great. And this episode is not necessarily just going to be about whether or not churches should have guns, but it's going to be a little bit more about understanding what the job of the Holy Spirit is, right? Because a number one argument that a lot of people make when it comes to firearms and the body of Christ. Christ is we have the Holy Spirit. We don't need that. What do we need that for? We got the Holy Spirit. And so I think that we need to understand what exactly the job of the Holy Spirit is, like, you know, and how that actually works, right? And what the Bible is actually saying and telling us to do and what it's not telling us, what it's not not telling us to do, if 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 that makes makes sense. And so um <clears throat> once again, like always. Uh, or at, at least in recent history, I have forgotten to say the prayer before I create um, that I that I customarily like to do. So we're gonna do that right here on camera and I'll, or um, on audio. If you're listening, I would love for you to um, pray with me. Uh, pray with me as we uh, get started, you know, and just as we talk. And um, me as I'm giving forth this information and you as you're listening, right? And so let's say this very unbiased <laughs> prayer, all right? Father, in Jesus' name, we come before you and we thank you for this time that we have together, me as the speaker and the audience as the listeners, Lord. Father, I thank you for them. I thank you for everyone that is listening. I thank you that they continue to come back here, Lord, and they continue to show me support and show me love. Father, I ask that you bless them tremendously, Father. 
um, as they have found some sort of um, uh, benefit or gain that, um, from listening to this podcast, Father. And, and I ask you, Lord, that, um, that as we speak, that as I speak, that it be your Holy Spirit through me, Father. That it be you giving me wisdom, that it be you speaking through me. We want voice of God and not voice of man. Father, we take this platform seriously, just as any sermon that I could be preaching. Lord, I pray for the listener right now that this word, this not this word, <laughs> but this topic, Jesus, fall in good ground. And that they may receive what you want them to receive and that you help them to understand, Father. And we ask that you don't let my uh, personal biases get in the way, Lord, but that we may talk uh, freely and according to the word, Father. But uh, uh, free of any bias and free of any any kinds of, um, you know, uh, I don't know, whatever can get in the way, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray for all those that are listening. If somebody doesn't have peace, I ask that you give them peace right now. In the name of Jesus, amen. All righty. Let's go ahead and get, um, well, we already got into it, but let's continue. So what is the job of the Holy Spirit? So basically, you know, a lot of people, going back to what we were talking about before, ah, uh, nah, we don't need, we don't need, uh, uh, um, the Holy, we don't need guns. We got the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you a little bit of something about church shootings, right? Since Columbine, which is one of the most famous uh, mass shootings in history, um, and so, and especially on the verge of the 21st century, um, the Columbine shooting, since then in 1999, there have been 24 church shootings since then, right? That is an average of at least one per year, right? And but many of them, right, three or four of them happened in 2017 alone. Right. And the list that I was t looking at online when I looked did some research, this was fatal shootings. Right. So this means someone died in these shootings or someone was at least uh, I think they were using the word fatal to say where they were seriously injured. Um, but fatal means death. So I'm assuming someone someone at least died in these shootings. And so there were about three or four in 2017 alone. Um, and there were, uh, I'm trying to remember the statistics that I read on that, um, but there were, there were, let me look that up. I want to be accurate. I want to find that. Can we find that real quick? Um, I need an assistant like Theo Vaughn. Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. Let's see. I, I, I'm new to Mac, so I don't even know how to, I don't even know how to check my history on this Mac, to be quite honest with you. I don't even know how to, how to check my history. So uh, we are getting there. There is a specific website that has a list, and I want to find that. There it is. Here we are. This is this website. This is lifeway.research.lifeway. Um, okay? And so if we look here, these statistics here, where is it at? Where is it at? Here it is. Perfect. This is great. So in 2007... There were three. In 2017, there were three. In 2022, there were four, right? In 2022, that was the other day. We remember 2022. Like, that was a few months removed from a year ago, just a little over a year, a year and two months ago. Like, we remember 2022 very clearly. There was four church shootings, fatal church shootings. I didn't even know this. I didn't even know these. I don't even remember hearing about these, right? In the times that we are living, this is becoming commonplace. This is becoming commonplace. And it's, it's, it's really, really a sad thing to think about, right? 
it's really a sad thing to think about when this is happening so much in our churches and our place of worship in a time in, in, in places where you that that used to be considered sacred that in certain times if my mind does not deceive me deceive me I, I believe I heard around uh, uh, somewhere or I read somewhere that in other there were certain time periods where churches were considered sanctuary where you could go in there and you could not like I think criminals would take asylum in, in churches or people who were being persecuted they would hide in churches and people could not go in there and get them right or whatever I don't know if that's just like a mythical story or something I heard but churches have always been considered a sacred place and so to think that these things are happening is is quite disturbing it's it's, it's very very moving to want to dig deeper into this you know and to and to and to be a part of the solution and so we understand right that these are the last days right and I, and one of the main strongest points in this ministry um is to get young people thinking about the rapture of christ not just thinking but to get them ready right because a lot of people don't talk about that excuse me Ooh, that water hitting a lot of people don't talk about that anymore. A lot of young uh, youth ministries do not talk about that because why? Because it's scary, because it's not the popular thing to talk about. Everyone loves to talk about relationships. Relationships is one of the is in the probably top two conversations that people like to have with young people or, or emphasis that people focus on uh, young singles um, from teenagers all the way up to millennials. <clears throat> people love to talk about uh relationships people love to talk about ministry and blessings and worship and not worship music but few people are really talking about the coming of jesus christ and all of these things that we are seeing are because of why because of what because jesus christ is coming soon it is in his word and in his word it tells us that this world is going to be in Spanish, they say the mal en peor. This word is, is going to get worse as time ends. And there was this post on Instagram that I saw, which is funny because I've um, I say this all the time, um, where I don't I don't agree with 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 preachers or ministers that say the world is getting better or we need to uh, let's uh, make the world a better place or or things are going to get better. This is false, this is false. This is a false narrative. This is even anti-biblical, okay? This is not what the word tells us. And as we talk about this, as we uh, uh, dive deep into this podcast, those of you that are listening, I want you to begin to shift your focus or to include this into your focus, okay? We need to be well aware that Jesus Christ is coming. And the Bible says that it can happen at any moment. The rapture could happen at any moment. And it is closer now than when we once thought. Uh, what is it? Second Corinthians. Uh, is it Second Corinthians? Man, what is this passage? Um, it says, Y esto conociendo los tiempos que este ahora de levantarnos del sueño, porque ahora está más cerca de nosotros nuestra salvación que cuando creímos. Let's go there. Y esto... There we go. Here it is. Here it is. Yeah, okay. I knew I was wrong. I knew I was wrong. I thought it was Romans. It's Romans 13. It's Romans 13, 11 through 14, right? And let's, and I mean, the majority of you that listen, listen in English. I mean, our English speakers is your main language. So I'm going to go ahead and switch this over to, to, the, to, to English. Um, I'm reading the ESV, the English Standard Version. It says, besides this, you know the time that the hour has come for you to wake fr from sleep for salvation is nearer to us than when we first believed the night is far gone the day is at hand so then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of the light what is this saying like it's saying listen like 
time is running out. You know the time that we're living in. Why? Because the earth is screaming that Jesus is coming. We have all these signs that are being fulfilled. And the Bible talks about people que lo tienen por tardancia, people that think that, oh, you know, yeah, we've been hearing that since we were children. And I had a conversation with some young people a couple years ago, and they were like, I mean, yeah, I mean, but I don't think Jesus is coming in my lifetime. And it struck me with fear. It struck me with fear to hear them say this because I was like, you're in the wrong mindset. Right. This is not the mindset that God has called us to have. Um, we must be ready. The Bible says, Porque nadie sabe el día ni la hora. We don't know the day nor the hour. We must understand that his coming is imminent. It could happen tonight. It could happen tomorrow. And even myself as a believer, sometimes I don't walk with that on the front of my mind. Right. Not the back of my mind, but the front of my mind thinking if Jesus were to come today. How would my decisions or my lifestyle affect my readiness for the rapture? Right. And if we walked under that mindset, I didn't leave the theme. I didn't get out of the theme. We're still talking about uh, the violence within churches. But like I said, we're understanding the times that we're living in, the job of the Holy Spirit, what this means for us um, and, and, and how we can approach this phenomena um, of the last 24 years of shootings in churches. Right. So we're, we're still talking about the same thing. All these things have to do with the other. And so we must understand that times are not going to get better. Right. Because as Jesus comes, it says the love of many will grow cold. Right. Um, this is why so many people don't even respect the house of God, don't even respect the clergy anymore, especially with social media and everybody trying to go viral. You see so many people committing these heinous, these crazy acts in the house of God and with the leadership and the ministers and not only people to the church, but members of the clergy that are just committing these crazy heinous acts and God have mercy. And then we don't judge them. We pray that the Lord um, um, that, that that they that they be enlightened and turn away from their ways and that God may free us from ever living that kind of life. But we see the signs of the times that we are living in. And so God calls us to have wisdom during these during these times. Yes, um, we are going to see the glory of God. And yes, the Bible says que aunque la maldad abunda, la gracia sobreabunda, like right, el pecado, digo, that there's sin that abounds, but grace is uh, 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 overabounding, um, right? But that does that is that is talking about the work that the Holy Spirit is doing in the life of the believer and when he's saving those who are to be saved, those who who, who convert to the faith. But as far as the situation of the world, it's getting worse, and that is biblical. And so we have to understand, right? Here we go into the Holy Spirit's job. How do we walk in wisdom during this time, during these times? The Holy Spirit, and going back to what people say, we have the Holy Spirit, we don't need a gun in church. We don't need guns in church. But we need them everywhere else, apparently. Because people believe in having guns in their homes. People believe in police having guns and police are everywhere. But we don't believe that we should protect the house of the, uh, the house of the Lord. And that under the argument that we have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is not a genie in a magic lamp. That is not what the Holy Spirit is. That is not how he works. Right. The Holy Spirit is our guide, our counselor. Right. That is true. That is what the word says. He is the counselor. He alerts us. He guards. us, He protects us. But he still the Holy Spirit himself will cause you to walk in wisdom. Right. The Holy Spirit himself will cause you to walk in wisdom. And so we cannot claim to have the Holy Spirit if we do not walk in wisdom. And so we are called to be wise. What is the scripture that we just read in Romans 13 say? It, it says, besides, besides this, you know the time. Right. In Spanish, this is esto, conociendo los tiempos. What does that mean? Being that you know the time that we live in. Right. Now we are called to have to make a decision in wisdom, knowing the times that we are living in. 
So just because we have the Holy Spirit, it does not mean that now we are not wise and we are making dumb decisions and avoiding making the good ones. Just because the Holy, we have the Holy Spirit, do you leave your door unlocked at night? But, but you have the Holy Spirit. I, th I thought. So just because you have the Holy Spirit, if you live in the Bronx in New York City on the first floor and you're going to leave your window open, and I, and I know they got gates in the windows, but what if your window doesn't have one? And just because you have the Holy Spirit, you're going to drive your car and you're not going to use your turning signals. You're not going to put your seatbelt on. Oh, because I have the Holy Spirit and he's going to tell me when a car crash is coming so that I can put it on. That doesn't make sense, right? Because we have to walk in wisdom. Now, we have to stop using the Holy Spirit as, an ex as, as, a, as a magic wand to justify our, our view, points of view and a magic wand to condemn every point of view that is against our own. That is not the job of the Holy Spirit. That is not the, what the Holy Spirit does. And yes, the Holy Spirit guides you, but God also calls us to have wisdom. If, if I know that I'm supposed to, that, that people drive crazy out here and it is very safe and I have a better chance of survival if I put my seatbelt on, seatbelt on and I don't wear it and I get into a crash and I break my back and I tell the Holy Spirit, why didn't you tell me a car was going to crash me today? Is the Holy Spirit going to tell me, oh, you're right. I should have told you that's my fault. Or is the Holy Spirit going to say, I've given you wisdom and you know that putting your seatbelt on makes you safer. Why didn't you do it? Right. And so we have to understand that the job of the Holy Spirit is not to wait on us and to tell us every little thing that's coming. He will reveal. Don't get me wrong. I believe that the Holy Spirit still reveals. But but it is our job to make wise decisions. Right. And so we have to understand that that. Um, that there is a part that God does and there's a part that we do. And we can also not use uh, these loose scriptures to condemn people that are doing things that the Bible does not say is a sin, right? The Bible does not say it is a sin to own a firearm or to bring the church to protect the firearm. That's not what the Bible says. But because we do not agree with it, because the standard of our churches that we don't, or, or certain churches, not all, um, don't believe in it, we now condemn it. That is a dangerous thing to do for any topic. It doesn't matter whether we're talking about firearms, whether we're talking about convictions, whether we talk about the way you dress, what you do wear, what you don't wear. We have to stop using the Holy Spirit and scripture uh, that is not there or that is not, that is out of context to try to bend people's arm or bend people's realities to conform them to what we think is the right way to live. This is not what God has called us to do. But we have a lot of people that, as someone told me the other day, the Holy Spirit, if he tells me that I shouldn't do this, then why would he tell you something different? And I was just like, huh? Like what? Well, the Holy Spirit, he's one. And if he tells me that I can't do this, then why would he tell you that you can't do it? Now let's talk about parenting. Some of you listening might be parents. Some of you listening might not. Some of you may have siblings. Some of you may have experience, right? Uh, working with children or whatever. But we understand that there are certain things that a parent will restrict one kid from doing that he will not restrict the other kid from doing because he understands that there are different, they are different people with different capacities, with different points of view, with different tendencies, with different costumbres, customs. So what does that mean? If I know that my child has, 
I don't know. Uh, if I know that my child can't hand that can't handle something with their character, it's probably not the best that they engage in that. Then I will not have them engage in that thing that somebody else might be able to do. Here's a good example. You can tell I'm trying to think of a good example to put up. That's why I'm kind of rambling a little bit. My seat keeps moving. <sighs> Say, for example, a parent that knows that their child has a tendency to take things a little too seriously, take things a little personally, a little to heart, right? They might not let that child play football because it's a contact sport, but maybe they'll let them play, I don't know, tennis, baseball, because they're like, knowing you and I want what's best for you, you can't handle this. This is not a good path for you, right? Every parent and child has a specific kind of, uh, now there are things that are universal amongst all children, but there are things that are specific. And so God might tell you, you shouldn't do something, but it doesn't mean he's telling me I shouldn't do it, right? So if, 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 if God is telling uh, me, for example, uh, there was, oh, here's a perfect example. There's a brother in my church when I was growing up that he uh, would say playing soccer, playing soccer is, is, is of the devil. And if you're a Christian, you shouldn't play soccer because we used to love to go play soccer every Sunday or any chance we could get. And so his reasoning was, no, when I was in the world, I would play soccer and I was lost and I would say bad words and I would, and I would cuss and I would, and I would sin and I would drink. And we were like, okay, maybe the Lord doesn't want you to play soccer anymore because he's trying to keep you from the old you. You ever thought about that? But that doesn't mean now everybody else can't play soccer, right? That is just something that the Lord has with you. So the Holy Spirit works differently with different people. There are things that are across the board. Sin is sin. But there are certain things that the Holy Spirit is like, you should abstain from that. We don't want you to do that. But that doesn't mean we now condemn everyone else that does it. That's not how the word works. If there's nothing in the Bible that says anything against weapons. Now I want to give you more. Now I want to give you more Bible, right? In the times of Jesus, I dare say, right, me, I, I, I say this. I believe that Jesus had, quote unquote, and this is a loose way of saying it, a security detail. This is what I believe. This is how I view it. I believe that the disciples, right, their job was also to protect Jesus. Pay attention. Anywhere between five and 15, maybe even more, thousand people were following Jesus at any given moment. It could be five to 15,000, sometimes more, that were following Jesus at any given moment. If you look at the, the story about him feeding the, 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 the people with the bread and the fish, it says, excuse me, excuse me, the number of the men, I believe, was 5,000. And that was just the men. That was not counting the wives and the children. And so we have to understand that there are, th you know what it is? Like, you, we don't understand, bro. We talk and we don't understand. I want you to picture you turning around and seeing 7,000 people just there behind you, just there, just there, listening to you, following you, you talking to them, just there. And then you go when you walk another mile and you turn around, there's 1,000 people, there's 2,000 people just there, just with you. You're going to tell me that, 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 that Jesus did not have his security, like his protection, and I'll tell you why. I'm not just guessing. I'm looking at scripture here. When Bartimaeus calls out to Jesus. It says that they go to Bartimaeus, Bartimaeus and say, hey, leave him alone right now. Stop screaming. Stop. That was, that is a sign of their job being a security detail, right? That was their sign of doing crowd control. Now, Jesus then, then told them, no, 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 let him come. Let him come. Bring him here, right? 
But that, but we see that they're do, fulfilling their job as crowd control, as a security detail. They're protecting Jesus, and it was also very common, right? Because we're talking and we're not, we're not. Oh, Jesus didn't have guns. Nobody had guns. <laughs> they didn't exist back then. But what they did have was swords, which was the gun, quote unquote, of this time. And so we see in the Bible that people that walked with Jesus, it was common for people to just have swords, but people that walked with Jesus have swords. They had literal swords, right? And so look at, the, look at the word here. I want to open this up. In the book of Luke, in the book of Luke, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to hurry up because I don't want to take too long. In the book of Luke, chapter 22, verse 30, what is it? 30, 36. Jesus says this, then he say unto them, but now he that hath a purse, let him take it. And likewise, his scrip and he that hath no sword, let him sell his garment and buy one. Now, <clears throat> I can already hear people saying, oh, that was figurative. That was just figurative. He was uh, he was um, uh, doing basically a parabola. He wasn't mean he didn't mean literally. I actually beg to differ because they then they then went and got literal swords they didn't go get figurative swords. They went in verse 38, it says, and they said, Lord, behold, here are two swords. And he said unto them, it is enough. They carried swords. Jesus told them to go get swords. These were people that walked with Jesus. Peter himself carried a sword on him or a dagger, whatever you want to call it. And that's what he used to cut the soldier's ear off. Now, Jesus did scold him for cutting it off. Hey, 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 stop this. But he, he scolded him not for having the sword, but for having cut the soldier's ear off. So if the people that walked with Jesus, the disciples, had swords on them, we are, now, we are now saying Christians shouldn't have guns. Do we see the contradiction here? Do we see the contradiction? Do we see how in this time, right, they were, they, those that were around Jesus carried weapons? So I am of the belief that it is a good thing that a church have hired armed security or have a an officer there during their place of worship in the south there are resource officers at every school up north in hartford they they, they stopped doing it uh I, I was told that it was because of budget cuts and how the, the the streets got the block you know it got too hot and they needed more police officers on the streets so they took them away from the schools which is bonkers to me hire more police officers and station them at the school. Um, so they, they, but at schools, there are police officers. And, and, and if you believe that they can protect your children at school, why can't armed, trained people protect your children at the house of God? And I wish we would stop waiting for something horrible to happen. And unfortunately, God forbid, but unfortunately, I feel like there are a lot of people who will not believe or follow this, especially in the Spanish church, until God forbid something happens at their church. Until God forbid, and believe me, God forbid, someone comes to their church with a firearm and a child dies. And they're going to say, where was the Holy Spirit? They didn't have the Holy Spirit at that church. How dare we speak these things? So because the hurricane came and destroyed my house, I didn't have the Holy Spirit. Because someone came and robbed me. Because Have you ever been robbed? I've been robbed before. Someone broke into my car twice in Hartford. And I might say three, but twice. Because someone broke into my car, did I not have the Holy Spirit? Because the Holy Spirit didn't wake me up out of my sleep. Nate, wake up. 
someone's breaking into your car. I didn't have the Holy Spirit. But see how we're twisting things to, to, to our own desire to fit what we want. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. We are subject to go through things in this life. We will suffer in this life. There are people who have been killed for their faith. Did they not have the Holy Spirit? But because we're in America, we're so safe, we're so used to our, 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 our places of worship that we can go in and nobody bothers us. We forgot what real people are going through. Go to another country where someone is killed for their faith. Look them in the face and say, you don't have the Holy Spirit because someone came in and killed you for the gospel. Someone killed your child. You didn't have the Holy Spirit. But we say it here in the States because we're so, we're so caught up in this American gospel. In this safe gospel, because we've never been through anything, we condemn people who have, and we don't understand. So, I, I believe, my sister goes to a Messianic Jew church. What that means is those are Jewish people who believe in Christ as Messiah and as the Savior, and they worship Jesus Christ. And they have a sheriff that goes to their, that goes to their church. They have a sheriff uh, because of... Um, anti-Semitic attacks and things like that. There's a sheriff that's at their service. I went and visited her church and there was a sheriff there. Uh, and we condemn things like this. I wish we had more open mind. And I'm not talking to those of you that, I, I'm not talking from a place where I'm talking down to you. Believe me, I'm not. I, I'm talking about the people who, who do this, who you can have differencing opinions, but don't twist scripture and manipulate scripture to justify that opinion. That's where my problem is. We can have different point of views, but don't twist scripture and manipulate the spirit to fit your point of view. To condemn other people that, do not, that should not be condemned. We, that is where my problem is. And so we should use scripture correctly within context. And if we have differencing opinions and we don't have a way to justify it, that's just how we feel. Say that. Say it with your chest. Say that. But we have to stop condemning people and sending people to hell and being misrepresent, mis, and misrepresenting the gospel because we want things to be a certain way. And that is a manifestation of pride. It is a manifestation of pride. It's hard to say, well, you know what? This is just how I do it, and the Bible doesn't say it, but this is how I do it, and I'm not hurting anyone by doing this. I just view it this way. If you don't want to have firearms at your church, don't have them. Don't have them. You're not sinning by not having it. But don't condemn people who do. Don't send them to hell. Don't say they don't have the Holy Spirit, because that's just not how the Holy Spirit works. Because a tornado hit my house, I no longer have the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit was supposed to tell me it was supposed to protect me. It's not how it works. It's not how it works. If you knew the tornado was coming, you should have left. If you knew the hurricane was coming, you should have boarded up your house. You should have boarded up the windows. Those of you that watch me from Florida, this is old news for you. You already know this. You're used to this. And so, yes, we used firearms in church to sort of shape this conversation or intro this conversation. But this conversation was more about understanding what the Holy Spirit's job is and how we shouldn't manipulate. And we'll actually do another whole episode. I actually do have, this is something I really want to get into. This is just the intro. I want to prepare this for next episode. This next episode is the episode I really want you to be here for because that one is going to be good. We're going to be talking about common misconceptions or not misconceptions because a misconception can be uh, by accident, but there are people who are purposefully twisting the word to fit their points of view. And we're going to talk about that. We are going to talk about that, how people are condemning others and, and twisting the Bible. Well, that came from here. 
they don't because people are talking without having the proper without being properly informed and we're going to talk about what it means to be properly informed and we can't just grab stuff out of the air and just say well this is where this come from comes from no it's not that's not where it comes from and a lot of people are talking outside of their uh, man that next episode i'm excited for it already we got people that are talking outside of their culture they're making they're they're, they're giving their opinions on cultural things and they're being racist and they don't even realize uh, it, it's not a it's not a bible issue it's a race issue and so we're going to talk about that right twisting the word manipulating the holy spirit to manipulate others we're going to talk about that but yeah that's just what we wanted to get into that's my opinion and i just realized yes i'm in pajama pants and and i'm chilling because i'm at home i'm in my room okay i'm chilling um i don't know if you guys can see it there but i believe that that if a church can afford it a church should have armed security at their church whether that be brothers and sisters who are trained not trigger happy people People who are trained, they went and took a class on how to use their firearm. They are insured. You should have insurance if you're going to be representing the church. There is a, 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 a firearm insurance. There's like things you can sign up for that if you ever use your firearm, they'll, have to, they'll give you a lawyer, all this great stuff, right? They should go through training if you're going to have people from church that are going to have their license to carry while they're in church. Uh, you know, that, and that's if they're specifically appointed by the church body. Now, an individual can have their license to carry all they want, right? But I'm talking about people who are specifically appointed by the church. Or if you can afford it, hire a sheriff, hire a police officer for those two, three hours of service. You can do that. You can hire them. Especially like a church that has what? Service two two days a week? You can afford it. Like, you know, you can fit that in the budget. You know what I mean? It's just things we can think about. Things for us to think about, things for us to ponder, right? And so see me next week. <laughs> I'm laughing because my nephew has this video that's famous amongst the family. It's uh, where he's like, he's, he was like three or four and he was making a YouTube video. He was like, see me next week. Um, but anyways, um, listen, see me next week. We're going to talk about how people are man using the word, a continuation of this, but we're going to go in deeper, how people are using the word to manipulate their point of view. For example, we're going to be talking about hairstyles, mohawks, uh, modes of dress, piercings, um, all these things that, that uh, or or lifestyles or or things like that, all these things that have come to, to the table. Music, we're going to be talking about music, uh, entertainment, uh, social media, those kinds of things that people have been using to twist the gospel uh, and, and promote their own points of view so thank you for tuning in i'm gonna get up out of this chair because this chair is hurting my butt right now um i ask that you um check out those links in the description share this with somebody um and those of you that are on spotify and apple podcast thank you for tuning in um if you go to my instagram those links are also there please register please donate we really need your help um uh, uh i'm working on getting special guests guys but i i need to buy new equipment i was doing this by myself for a long time um, but i need new equipment and that costs money. And as you guys know, I'm doing full-time ministry right now. My budget isn't looking the same how it used to look when I had a job. So I got to work on those things. So I need to buy a new microphone. I need to buy a, a, this uh, Roadless Wireless Go Pro. Wireless Pro 2 or Wireless Go, Road Wireless Go 2 that it has two microphones and a, and a receiver. I got to buy that. That costs like $230. And that's what's going to allow me to be able to do special guests on here much more frequently. I've got, I want to talk to my pastor about being on. I want to talk to my, I've already talked to Natalie about being on. I'm going to do an episode with Ivan. I just got to set that up however I can. Um, I want to do an episode with a few different people. Okay. So those, that's coming. I want you to bear with me. I thank you for being a part of this family. I thank you for being a part of this podcast. Thank you guys for always supporting me. Um, head over to the Instagram. Check that out. And uh, God bless you guys. I love you guys. And we'll see you in the next one. Cue the outro music if I put it in in the editing, post-editing.